from Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the team dedicates an entire episode to the La Nina winter ahead. What is La Nina and why should we care? Could it mean snow for Portland? They'll break it down. Now here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, and Jeff Forgeron. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan along with uh, meteorologist Jeff Forgeron and chief meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey guys. Hey. Hey Brian. So this is episode eight and uh, we're dedicating this entire episode to what's to come, right? You know, I mean, of course, you know, we're all forecasters here, but we're going to talk about the La Nina winter we have coming our way and what it could possibly mean for this winter. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to get, we're going to dive deep here and uh, we'll, we'll throw some scientific stuff at you. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Do we have any La Nina like theme music? We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> I think. I'm going to have to poke around the internet to see if there's anything like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, hey, this morning was really chilly, guys. Did you notice? Oh, yep. well, you two were sleeping, and I had to leave at <laughs> 2 a.m. true. And I had, this, I had this mix of, like, dew frost. It was weird. It took a lot longer for it to clear off, but it wasn't icy. You always want to feel it with your finger, you know, to see if it's frozen or not. Um, but, yeah, it was chilly out there. Widespread 30s. First time since May 4th, I believe. So five months uh, since we've had temperatures that cool. And, and uh, a few spots did make it down into the 20s. Uh, Damascus, uh, Yakult, of course, up higher elevations there. But a battleground also made it down into the upper 20s. Portland's overnight low was 36. And, Mark, we got some real cold nights ahead, don't we? We do. In fact, I just finished the uh, forecast coming up here. On It'll be on the 4 o'clock show. Uh, well, that'll be this Thursday evening. Of course, you may be listening Thursday night or Friday, of course. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, here in the city we didn't quite touch freezing, and we didn't expect to. But I bet you um, when a second air mass comes, second cold air mass comes down Saturday, not Saturday night because we're going to have a strong east wind Saturday night. I think everybody gets it uh, Saturday night. It's going to be really windy, kind of like not as bad as a Labor Day windstorm, but pretty breezy. And then I think Sunday night when the wind calms down, if we're clear and it goes calm, we could have our first frost in Portland. That would be the 26th of October. How are we doing? Are we, are we on track as far as normal goes uh, in regards to that first frost? Sure. You know, Jeff, what were you saying when you noticed we have a graphic we just used yesterday yeah. and Jeff had noticed the, the variety of numbers. Yeah, you used it last night. I was kind of using it a little bit this morning. And uh, just over the last seven years, uh, the variation between when the first frost happened is quite remarkable. Um, it, I remember saying it out loud at one point and I, and I walked away from the screen like, wow. We had, I think in 2013, it was like October 30th. And then last year, October 29th, or it may have been flipped. It was right around Halloween, uh, two of those years. But five of those years, it happened either in November or December. So it has happened much earlier this year. And really quick, I want to mention some of our friends in Central and Eastern Oregon had some really cold temperatures this morning. Burns dropped to, I believe, 19 or 18 degrees. So um, it it was pretty cold all over the place. Yeah, there was somebody, I think it was on Facebook, that said, wow, you said it would be cold in eastern Oregon. I just moved from Portland to Burns this fall, 
And she said, well, it's been really cold. I, you, I figured like 25 is cold. And I see actually officially, guys, it was 15 there in oh, Burns. Oh, 15. This wow. So winter is never too far away in Burns. And just, a, 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 you know, it's a low air. Well, not low. It's high up. But it's, it's, there are mountains kind of surrounding it to the north. And so cool air drains in. And, man, cold winter nights in Burns. Yeah, you we, get some really chill, like Hines and Burns that you go a little farther south towards like Lakeview. And, and oh, yeah. man, you get That's got to be why they fridge. named it Burns, right? Because it burns the cold. I, I mean, I'm just joking. I would love to do that as a city of the week, though, to find out. You know? Well, now we'll know what you have. We're going to have to find out. Yeah, we'll definitely. In, we'll do it in like two years. All right, guys. So our big story here this week and what we're going to be covering on this podcast is La Nina. And Jeff, you're going to talk about what is La Nina? Why do we care? Okay. Well, Mark, I believe you've covered just briefly what La Nina is in two or three of our podcasts. But... Um, I think everybody seems to have an opinion of what it is if you're not a meteorologist. Kind of like a monsoonal or a monsoonal setup. We hear monsoon, we think, oh, a big rainstorm. Well, monsoon is just a wind reversal. Um, and with El Nino and La Nina, meteorologists and climate scientists are really focused in on what's going on with the sea surface temperatures, the top of the ocean, what the temperatures of the ocean is looking like around the tropical ocean of the Pacific. So we're looking at the coast of South America, all the way up along the coasts of Central America, uh, into Mexico. And uh, during an El Nino year, what happens is we have a west to east wind. So the wind is blowing from west to east, and it pushes the warmest water at the top of the ocean all the way towards South America, Central America, Mexico. And that typically has an impact on our weather pattern. Opposite of that, the wind reverses. It goes from east to west. It pushes that warm water away from South America, Central America, Mexico, toward Indonesia, uh, the other side of the Pacific Ocean. And we end up seeing cooler water setting up, the upwelling, the cooler water kind of makes its way to the surface. And so that cooler water sets up off the coast of South America all the way up to Mexico. And that has an impact on our weather pattern globally as well. And of course, we want to know what does that mean for the United States? What does that mean for the Pacific Northwest? And uh, more often than not, and Brian, you'll get into this, and of course, Mark, you will as well, we see cooler than normal winters up in the Northwest, maybe wetter, better snowpack. Uh, but it doesn't always set up that way either. And we often see the opposite with El Nino, but I'll let you guys get into more of the nitty gritty in terms of that. So, Jeff, are you saying that um, on the air I can't say, okay, La Nina should hit about 3 p.m. on Thursday? It's not a storm. You can right? you can do that. I don't know about the, <laughs> I don't know if our managers would be happy about it, yeah. but yeah, that that's uh, it, it, there's so much. I, I think about the atmosphere, and there are so many different butterfly effects going on and different ripples going on that can impact our weather. We talk about so much uncertainty seven to ten days out. We'll talk about months out. We see a La Nina setting up. We really don't know what's going to happen, but we can look at history and get some indications and um, some clues. So Last year, we didn't have a La Nina. We had two winters with uh, El Nino, so uh, it was quite a bit different those last two years, right? Yeah, the, the last two years, yeah, El Nino winters here, and they were so boring. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, November through January of two years ago. This is two winters ago, so uh, 2018 to 2019. That was one of the most boring starts to winter that I could remember being here. And, Mark, you said it was uh, th those months, uh, November, December, 
January. Most boring winter you saw in 28 years of forecasting here in Portland. Oh, it was amazing. Like nothing happened. And and the same, that was three months of two winters ago until we hit early February. And then last winter, pretty much the entire winter, it was just really boring. Now, if you remember back two years ago in February, we had uh, kind of craziness happen there. We had uh, the snowiest February on Mount Hood on record. And then we had a third consecutive snowy year in Portland. Not everybody saw the same thing. I didn't get much here on the west side, uh, but a lot of people did. And then uh, last year, that was uh, yet another super boring year. And, you know, we always gear ourselves up this time of year, guys. I feel like, you know, once we start hitting into October towards November, we start thinking ahead like, okay, we're going to have some long days ahead, guys, coming up over the next few months. But last winter... We got practically nothing. And Jeff, were you here last winter? I'm trying to remember. You I was were, weren't you? okay. So I was here all of last winter, and the winter before, I arrived in March. So I okay. got like the end of winter. Jeff hasn't had any fun yet, so we got to get Jeff some fun yeah. here. <laughs> well, last last winter it was a snow-free winter for most of the west of the Cascades. Uh, we had a terrible ski season to start, and then it got better about mid-January or so. And then in, uh, in in that mid-January, uh, we had about uh, five feet of snow at government camp in just one week. I remember that. And everybody up there was breathing a sigh of relief. Oh, we can finally get up there, do some skiing and snowboarding. But two very boring years in a row. And so we're due for an exciting winter, guys. And when we say exciting, we, we're not just focused only on snow. We mean these past two winters we had a real lack of storminess it was you know i can't hardly any high wind warnings on the coast no real wind storms here in the valleys it's just been really quiet i think that's kind of the big story there yeah so mark you're gonna look ahead now here for All right. what we can expect here this winter okay the last two were el nino winters this is a la nina winter so what does that exactly mean for the pacific northwest you've looked a lot at this over the past couple of weeks what can we expect Oh, yeah, lots of spreadsheets, lots of spreadsheets. So here's the deal. I don't put out a, a, quote, winter forecast. You know, you may hear, and this is kind of an issue with social media, you may hear somebody say, hey, I think we have a 10-inch snowstorm coming up sometime this winter, or I expect four wind, or four uh, winter weather events here. I don't do that because I don't think we have the, uh, the, the skill to forecast something like that months ahead of time. So what I like to call it kind of like a winter outlook. What might we see this coming winter? And based on what Jeff just talked about, La Nina, and a few other factors, I think the number one thing is I think we're going to have a more active winter this year. You know, last two winters, as we talked about, really dead, but I think there's a better chance for windstorms, uh, just more action. I don't think we're going to be stuck in one pattern for a long time. Um, I think it'll be a good snow year in the Cascades. Uh, most years, I'll get more into this in a minute, but uh, most years in the Cascades, La Nina winters, we tend to have really good snowpack. So if you're a skier or snowboarder, you're thinking, okay, and no one's paying me to say this, by the way. Um, if you're thinking, should I buy a season's pass or not, I think there's a much better chance this year of having good snow conditions up on the mountains. So good year for that. And here's, here's the biggie. I will kind of go out on a limb here. I would be really surprised if this winter we don't get some sort of at least one snow or ice event here in the metro area. So I think that's a biggie. I, I'd be really shocked if we didn't have something happen this winter snow-wise, at least once. You know, Mark, I you want you just look at every little thing as a meteorologist, and the fact that Friday night, Saturday morning, we're recording this podcast, by the way, on Thursday. We mm-hmm. have that forecast snow level dropping to about 1,500 feet to 2,000 feet late October, you just wonder what else is in store um, next few months. 
funny you mentioned that, Jeff, because I just happened to look at, I remember there were two winters, well, let's call it fall, I think it was 2002 and 2003, where we had a, a strong cold east wind arrive and really chilly temps in late October. I do remember when my kids were really little, uh, going through the streets of, I think it was a Fairview area, and it was just freezing cold for trick-or-treating. And I think one of those years, we had a low of like 18 or 20 at Salem or Eugene in October. That was the coldest of the winter. The rest of the winter was mild. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we, we, do, we hesitate to, yeah. to say that yes. kind of stuff. But it's, you know, I have two other meteorologists on this podcast with me. You want to speculate a little bit. Let's drill down a little bit more into the mountain snow. How about that? So That sounds um, good. So in an average winter, you may have wondered how much snow actually falls in a typical winter up at government camp. This is at about 4,000 feet. It's about 224 inches. And by the way, that's been going down the last 50 years. It used to average more like 260. So if we look at the last, what do we have here about, if we take a look at the last six La Nina winters, only one has been below average. And so the point here, two points. One is most La Nina winters produce good cascade snowfall and they tend to produce colder snow because just colder weather systems. That said, once in a while we get a real stinker and the last one was 2017-18. Um, that La Nina winter, it was terrible ski conditions all the way through mid to late January and then bang, February and March were just incredible. So every once in a while we get a stinker, but I think since we've had one, it's unlikely we're gonna see another one so just keep that in mind and we um, should mention yeah. mark uh, just so people are aware over the past 10 years here mm -hmm. we've had one two three four la nina winters okay so we've okay. had uh, 2010 2011 2011 2012 so two back to back there and then we had another two back to back 2016 2017 that winter and then 2017 2018 out of those four over the past t 10 years we did have three that were really good up at the Cascades. Yeah, really good years. 16, 17, of course, we had issues with snow down here in the lowlands, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, yeah, that was a good year. And 2010, 2011 was huge. And I do remember 07, 08, 08, 09 were just crazy heavy snow up in the mountains. Those were biggies. Okay, let's talk about uh, windstorm. You know, we haven't had a big major regional windstorm here since 1995. I don't want to call it a mega storm, but we've had – Every, every few decades, we have a huge storm here in the Pacific Northwest that, that affects everybody west of the Cascades. We had, of course, the biggie was a Columbus Day storm, 1962. Then we had one in 1981. So what is that? 19 years later. So then we go another 14 years. There was a major one in 1995 in December. So now it's been 25 years. So Brian, you've heard this a hundred times. It's like a broken record. Mark Nelson saying, okay, we're overdue for a major regional windstorm. It's going to happen one of these years, and will this be the year? We'll see. seems like La Nina winters, we have a little better chance, but um, we will see about that. Yeah, typically a more stormy uh, overall, uh, you know, with the La Nina winter. Jeff, you haven't even experienced like a big windstorm here, uh, a southerly windstorm, which is our <clears throat> usual windstorm direction. You know, Brian has prepped me for when I do end up going to Crown Point, which would wait to open my doors <laughs> during a very strong uh, wind event. You haven't been up there yet? I've uh, been up there, but not during a major windstorm. Oh, yeah. I can't like, wait. The, when, yeah, when you feel that 100-mile-an-hour gust mm, coming at you, that feels that's, so good. That's special. The the morning <laughs> crew sent me up to Timberline in like 40 to 50-mile-per-hour gusts. That was what Mark likes to call weak sauce. Well, that's, yeah, that's, right. that's pretty miserable, though, up there. I've, I've, I've done that up there. It just 
it's so cold already and then with that 40 mile an hour wind and in the little pieces of ice that yeah. can fly at your face and it's nailing out. you yeah Ugh. hey yeah. mark um yeah. you did mention though that this blob of fairly above normal uh you know sea surface temperatures off the coast of the pacific northwest may play into this let's maybe you can speculate a little sure. bit how we do have you know that's funny you mentioned that because i mentioned that at the end of my blog post by the way all a lot of this of what we're talking about if you just want to read it yourself go to uh, kptv.com the weather page weather blog and there's a posting there uh, you can find it it might be one or two blogs back but it's in there um right now and actually since midsummer we've had very warm area of uh surface temperatures on the uh, sea surface temperatures in the eastern pacific and it's just sitting there sometimes sometimes it's called a blob we've seen this in the past but i look back I actually went back to like the last 20 25 years worth of la nina falls where we're headed into these la nina conditions and right now the sea surface temperatures offshore are warmer than any of those years now um, it's relatively shallow water apparently and, and it could easily be mixed out by stormy weather pattern when we say that we mean since it's shallow the colder air colder water could come up and uh, if it were to stay that way through the winter if it stays there in our marginal snow situations of course that uh, cold air is coming over warmer water so it's easier to you know warm things above freezing so we'll see if it has an effect it may or may not most likely we won't really know <laughs> until after it's over yeah. But on you know, the March, flip side, really quick, Brian, mm-hmm. on the flip yeah. side, warmer sea surface temperatures can also promote or enhance weather sure. systems. So yeah. if we have enough cold air in place over the metro area with the system coming in, maybe it enhances it a little bit. That's just sure. speculation. Who knows? But just so we're, yeah. Mark, as Mark has said, we're overdue for a lot of things coming up here. We're overdue for a major flood. We're overdue for True. a windstorm. And uh, yeah, I hope they don't all come in one month. You know, we we need and we need it more spread out here, Mark. Not in December of 2020. Don't say it. Oh, no. you said it. 2020. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so everybody, right, should we talk about Portland now? We're thinking the same thing. Yeah, this I know. is what everybody wants to know: Is it going to snow down here in the lowlands, <laughs> where like 90% of us live in the lowest elevations? Like I said, I think there's a decent chance we get at least one event. Okay, so let's go back and look at a few. Um, if we just look at the last, uh, well, La Nina since like uh, 2008, we've had five of them. Every one of them has produced snow here in Portland, at least some. We've had two big snowstorms during the last eight La Nina winters. Um, if you go farther back, though, that, that was the good news. You guys want to hear the bad news? What's the bad news? Okay. In 99, 2000, and in 2000, 2001, those were two back-to-back La Nina winters, no measurable snow here in Portland. Wah, and then wah, in, wah. Yeah. And then 07, 08, I remember this one very clearly. A trace of snow that was the official toll on Portland. Yet remember, that was a huge snow year in the Cascades. I looked at my records. I live at 1,000 feet. I had 39 inches that year. Because Whoa. We, yeah, we kept wow. getting these uh, cool onshore flow snow showers where it, it'd be real marginal, like the top of the West Hills gets it, you know, two inches, but downtown would get nothing. And I, I clearly remember one event where I got nine inches of snow in one day up there. <laughs> Drove down to do, a, it was like a science bowl competition in North Portland, and it snowed there just enough to be on the grass and barely get on the pavement. And then I'd go back home, and, you know, there's nine inches of snow on the ground. So we had a whole bunch of cold systems come through, but not quite cold enough to give us snow in the city. So that was kind of an odd one. That was 0708. So, yeah, crazy stuff, huh, Jeff? That's what you can look forward to. That's just a crazy gradient, like, between a 1,000 feet elevation. But I guess that's where we live. You know, it can vary so yeah. much. You know, it's funny. We notice it when it does that, 
but we don't notice if it, it notice that if it's if it's at three thousand feet and somebody at twenty two hundred feet doesn't get it. You know what I mean? It's because we all live here at yeah, this right. elevation. Uh, you know, one other thing I want to talk about is uh, the decline in snowfall. We don't get as much snow as we used to here in Portland. And when I showed up uh, showed up on the scene, as we say, no, as I got out of college in the early 90s, and I'd look at those, uh, like, snowfall by decade in Portland, I mean, it was just dropping off. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if we keep warming in 20, 30 years, it's hardly going to snow here. But that didn't happen. In fact, the last four decades have been pretty consistent here in Portland. We average four to five inches in any one winter. You know, one winter we get nothing. Next year we get 10. So it's pretty interesting how we've leveled off, huh? Yeah, and, you know, they there have been suggestions that la nina enhances tropical activity near the caribbean and in the atlantic basin and parts mm-hmm. of the atlantic basin they have had an incredible year and you just wonder if there's any kind of connection if we may see some kind of enhancement um in our winter weather related to the la nina i mean i don't know you never know but in seen- looking and Mark, you put some graphs up on your blog here about mm-hmm. you know the downtown Portland snowfall. Really interesting because the records do go back to the 1800s, and seeing that how that's changed over the past hundred years. I mean, obviously something's going on there because uh, back in you know 1870s, 1880s, we had you know a foot and a half to two feet of snow on average in the winter time. And now we're seeing just a few inches on average, so three to four inches. You know, it's interesting. Other places in the USA, I, I think in the Northeast, snowfall has not declined much at all. Huh. They get maybe some bigger storms. And, you know, when we think of global warming or climate change, we think of, oh, it's getting warmer, not going to snow as much, right? I mean, that would be reasonable. But uh, if we see the pattern shift, that's one reason, you know, the, if the researchers and the climate experts decided to go more towards the phrase climate change instead of global warming because – Uh, we see shifts. For example, this is just anecdotal. I don't have research to back this up, but I could swear in the last 10 years, five years for sure, I see a lot more blocking or ridging offshore than I used to see. And when that happens, anytime, kind of like what we're seeing this weekend, anytime we see a ridge and and, and it decides to back up just slightly to the west, we go from warm and sunny to like, ooh, cold air from the north. And that's how in the wintertime we can quickly get a snowstorm, a snow event in in a mild winter even. Climate change, you see, you don't necessarily see everyone warming at the same rate or everyone warming in general. You see extremes. We see extreme flooding events, extreme hurricane events, uh, potentially big snowfall, fire weather. Um, So, yeah, you just wonder how this may play into our winter. Uh, It's been mild. You guys have said we're kind of due. So, um, yeah. And in general, our winters are getting gradually warmer. We look we look at the data, and that, that is somewhat clear here west of the Cascades. So we are gradually warming, yet we're keeping the same snowfall, which is interesting. Maybe it's because every once in a while, everything's lining up, and we get these big events. Is this the year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you guys, and I know you're, we're, we're not forecasting per se, but if, if you were to guess how many snow events or ice events we're going to get in Portland this year, just throw out a number. I'm putting you on the spot. How many do you think we'll get, Mark? Are you serious? Just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. I'll Just say 2.6. Oh, it has to be two or three. We can't have a point six. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, what? Too it? many numbers in my head. <laughs> three. Three times with measurable snow in Portland. Uh, okay, what do you think, Jeff? Well, wait, 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 wait. Three times with me- measurable snow. How much measurable snow? Put a number oh, on that. Zero point half an inch counts. Total? Yeah. Are we talking total? Well, I'm not doing totals. No, how Are you many, nuts? How many, how many, uh, how many events. events will we have? Oh, geez. 
I'll go. Come on, above, Jeff. I'll go four. Ooh, four. I was wow. gonna go with three as well. That was uh, that was what I was thinking as well. Uh, I, I think it it w- it won't happen right off the bat here, but we'll get some little something in December, and then I think uh, late January we'll have a couple. Just so we're clear. Mark is not forecasting. I don't want this on social media. I'm not forecasting three snow events this winter. Actually, I'm really serious. It's like, no, I'd be, I'd be, my biggie is I'd be shocked if we didn't have any measurable snow in Portland this winter. Um, and I, yeah, and I'd also be shocked if we just had a dead quiet winter. I expect we're going to have some action and it'll snow at least once. So that's my forecast. We're just having fun, Mark. Don't worry. Am I getting too defensive? <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, a little jumpy. I yeah. bought some tire socks last hot. year. I bought some tire socks last year. They're still in the wrapping. I didn't have to use them. Oh. So will I have to use them? That's the Maybe. big question. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, you know, we're going to be keeping you updated, uh, of course, on TV and on the podcast here all the way through the winter. And uh, some people will actually be giving their real forecasts. Uh, there's an event coming up this Saturday. It's the uh, Oregon chapter of the AMS, American Meteorological Society. Uh, it's their winter weather conference. Mark, you and I are on the board for that. Yep. And uh, that's coming up here at 10 o'clock. It starts at 10 o'clock. We're doing it on Facebook this year. So you go to Oregon AMS on Facebook and you can watch that. And uh, we'll be streaming that from 10 to about noon. And there'll be some really great local forecasters giving their thoughts uh, on what's going to happen this winter, how many events we're going to get and all that stuff. It's always a really fun uh, fun. Uh, conference we usually have it at omsi but we can't do that this year because of covid and so we're going to do it online this year and that actually may allow more people to enjoy it from all over the pacific northwest and you get to see my bedroom oh (laughs) that's right we always give mark a little bit of crap because every time he's on a zoom call with us from his house uh his bed's in the background but it's always well made uh, and so I appreciate that. And there'll be a cat. We'll make sure there's a cat in the background sleeping okay, on the good. bed. But anyway, that's coming up here this Saturday. Uh, check that out. It's really fun. And, you know, there's uh, they d- definitely get into the science of things and, and why they're forecasting. How many forecasters do we have this year? Do we have four or five? I think we have four. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. All and right. Two, two new people that we haven't seen in a long time, at least. Very cool. Well, uh, as far as podcast goes, podcast goes, we will see you next week. Make sure to tune in to our uh, to our newscast coming up here because we got some cold weather on the way heading into the weekend. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area.